0: Love talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my
1: life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep.
0: Lawmen is putting into my running
2: and I'm so far from my home. We will not go gently. Uh, we will unleash hell here in December.
0: Oh, mama. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'd hey, somebody complete one move. I'm coming down from the gallows, and I don't have very long. Woo!
1: Steelers Nation and football fans alike to the Black and Gold NFL recap. My name is Matt Searles. I am joined as always by Fred and Dave. What's going on, Fred?
3: Uh, hey, Matt. Oh, Jesus! It's uh, been, been a while. Uh, I think the the last time we got together, the, the Steelers looked like they might possibly get into the Super Bowl, and, and now we're in uh, second place be, behind. Uh, the rap and we went from like hurricane season to cold season for somebody, but, uh, it's all good. We had, we had great games, uh, this past week. So, uh, doing well, uh, Sabo, how about you?
2: Uh, it was a bad week for me. Uh, on Friday, uh, November 11th, uh, my favorite actor died. I don't know if you were, when we were talking Robert Vaughn, who played Napoleon Solo, the man from U.N.C.L.E. passed away at 83. Hmm. Um, When I was a little kid, that was my favorite show. I didn't like James Bond. My dad liked James Bond. And just to be opposite of him, I liked Napoleon Solo, the man from U.N.C.L.E. I liked Robert Vaughn because I said, he's an American. He's the American equivalent of uh, James Bond. And I didn't think I thought England was a second world country. We were the leaders of the world. So how can James Bond be saved in the world? It's gotta be Napoleon Solo. So that was a that was a bad that was a bad mm. day for me. And the other thing, me and little Massimo and Silvio, Massimo's a pretty good quarterback. He's gonna be going to central. He can throw a rope about twenty five yards. And Silvio's the younger one. He's uh, real fast. We were playing touch football out in our street, and it was fourth down, and it was going to be the end of the game. So I can't pass anymore because of my arm. I got the rotary cut, so I got to go out for passes. So this this Musk can really throw a rope out there. He threw twenty five yards, so I'm running down to win the game. You know, and guess what I did?
3: Uh, you stepped out of bounds. Yep, ran out of bounds. <laughs>
2: Touchdown, didn't try to pitch it back to Sylvia or anything. I just ran out of bounds, kept on running. So you pulled do you feel? All right, guys. Well, that,
1: um, it has been a while for sure. Last time we were talking, students were doing well. Now, not so much. But in case I'm, I'm sure listeners can hear, I'm a tad bit under the weather, so I'm going to be hanging back a little bit this episode so you all don't have to listen to me as much and can listen to the healthy voices of Fred and Sabo. A little bit more. Um I'm sick, starting Joe. off like we <laughs> Well healthier voices, I'm sorry. Um, so starting off like we normally do, um, wanted to talk a little bit about the last Steelers game of course against the Cowboys. Which you just kind of alluded to Save on that last play, what Brown did, just kinda of run out of bounds, don't pitch it, don't really give it a, a chance, get your stats, run out of bounds. Um all in all, I mean this. This was a game. I was, I was telling my friends beforehand. Like, if they don't win this game, I'm, I'm kind of withdrawing a bit, of you know, for for the. Yeah, i I'm, I'm not keeping my hopes up. I'm just gonna kind of. I like my Steelers, but my expectations will be lowered. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I don't know if you all are in the same place. Um, but now, what are your thoughts on this game, and really your thoughts on the team as a whole? at this point in the season as uh you know about the halfway through their games. So uh so you so right. Yeah, uh
3: actually I the way the game and I was hopeful going and I I expected that the Steelers would be able to score. Uh Dallas's defense has had played well up to that point, but when you look at it on a per play basis, they're they're okay. And they were helped tremendously by the fact that Dallas just, you know, runs the ball at the league in time of possession. So I figured we should be able to score. And uh and it would come down to can we uh, I thought going in uh I was gonna say I was gonna say Emmett. Emmett Smith, no. Zeke. He was gonna get his yards, but if we can limit him to just not running rough shot over us, and in my mind I had figured, you know, maybe if we hold him around 80, 85 yards, we'd be we'd be okay and we'd have a good chance to win. And uh, if you look, I went back after the game, and, you know, he ended up running for 114 yards. But if you – the last two times he touched the ball, the one he ran a 14-yard touchdown in that gave him the lead before we came down and retook the lead, and then they passed, and the last run he had was a 32-yarder. So you take out those last two runs, which they count, but if you're looking at how the flow the game went, he had 19 carries for 68 yards before those last two, which to me means, if you look at it, he didn't have any double-digit runs before those two. Even though he was gaining yards, he, he, he was not controlling the game. They were keeping him at least in check. I mean, even before that last run, he had 82 yards right in the range. I thought we had to keep him to have a chance to win. and Then he, he ripped out the 30, 32-yarder the because the, the Steelers were trying to sell out up the middle, and they just popped it. But um, So, actually, as much as I was disappointed that they lost, right after the game, right after a day or two of looking at them, I'm like, you know what, they, they, except for a few stinking uh, plays, they played with one of the best teams in the league right now, and they had a chance to win the game. And I felt somewhat optimistic. What brought me down, like you're saying, you're kind of down when I heard the the cams out for the year. That brought me down more than than losing to the Cowboys. Because I thought, you know what, we hung right in there. Uh, I knew Ben against the Ravens had to get that. That's why I was saying before, play Ben against the Ravens. Why? Because his first game back, he sucks. So if you wait to play you can still potentially beat the Ravens with Ben sucking because they have no offense. So play him, let him get that game out of the way. We're going to need him to play well and score against the Cowboys. So he did. Ben played fantastic against the Cowboys. So I thought, all right, he's got that away. So, But I thought they did all right. We have some stupid big plays. Um, but they they actually didn't do a horrible job against the run. The Cowboys are averaging like 180 yards a game. We held, if you, if you want to say, Zeke to 114. Like I said, he got most out of that in the last two. So I, I honestly felt okay. And we got our – Ben came back and played well. He played awful against the Ravens, which, you know, I mean, it was bad. So I felt okay. Um, we'll see. The only – our run defense is going to be tested. It's been tested. It's not been great, good at all without Cam. But our saving grace is our division, you know, if we go we're five and two, uh, nine, and, nine and seven has a really good chance to win that division, especially figuring the Ravens and Bengals have to play each other twice, and we play both of them. So I don't know, uh, but I I still think the team, uh, all the rest of the games are one of the hardest ones. Or you never know what's going to happen, but. Uh, I, I don't feel as bad after I watched the film again and, and saw how they did. It was just a just a few plays. The one thing I did, will say is, and we saw it on Bell's touchdown run, which is first touchdown run of the year. On that run, they had Rosie Nixon, and Rosie threw a key block, and, and Bell cut off his block. I think I was surprised to look that the Steelers are only averaging 90 yards a game on the ground. They're like 25th or 26th. I think – um, I'm not necessarily a ground and pound that guy, even though I like that. I think we got to see more in Knicks, and they did well under the ball last think and get a little more physical, and get get the get their one game going. So they they have it there. I'm not I'm down, but maybe not as as down as you, especially for uh, this you know this division is definitely still winnable. What about you, Sable
2: You know what I was thinking too. Maybe Franco should have ran out of bounds, too. <laughs> he Going did. Down. Everyone was around him, too. He had nowhere to go. That guy almost tackled him. Was that Warren on the sideline? Maybe he should have ran out of bounds. Just like, you know You know what I'm getting upset about, Brown? I, I don't want to say Antonio's a diva or something, but someone's lying to us. Antonio said they never told him that he shouldn't have <laughs> ran out of bounds. He said, what did you want me to do? Well, that's exactly what you did. You gave up.
0: <laughs>
2: as far as you could, he, he had who was out there. Freddie, you watch the tapes more than I do. Jesse James is out there uh, blocking him, which is you know, a funny word for have him as your lead blocker and everything. Everyone's on the other side. Three other players right. are on the side. We have a three-man pass rush against the Steelers right then. Guess who's in blocking? Levy on Bell with a three man (laughs) pass rush coming in. Bell as blocking back there instead of having him go out there. Ben's hustling downfield. What did he say? What did you want me to do? Throw it over my head? Well, yeah, give it a shot. (laughs) Did you want me to kick the ball? Well, you know, you can't kick the ball. Maybe he didn't know that and everything like that. But. Do something. Don't run out of bounds. And he just didn't run out of bounds. He really ran out of bounds. I thought he was <laughs> yeah. going to go up in the stands and give him the ball or something like that. I mean, he was deep <laughs> out of bounds and yeah. everything. What freaked me out, Dallas is a very good team. We would be talking, if ben, Ben's throw, what was it, 42 seconds left, his fake spike that he hits Antonio, yeah. we would be talking about that as the greatest play of this year, and maybe not in the NFL, pretty close to being the greatest play in the NFL, if not positively the greatest Steeler play and everything like that. Yeah. So did Ben give them too much time? Maybe he should have taken some more time. But we'd be talking about that as one of the greatest plays. And then we wake up and we found, find out that our run defense is so terrible, now we don't have our best run de- defender in- in uh, Hayward. That's what bummed me out and everything like that. I I think that's what hurt me more than anything and everything. We mm. played Dallas Dallas pretty well. We should have won but we didn't and everything like that. The run right up the middle. And then I'm thinking to myself, I'm gonna ask both of you, do you think they let them score that one time? Oh
3: on that one time. Yeah. Um the play right before heard- yeah, right. When when they got the lead, and then we went yeah. down and retook it.
2: When it I first saw
3: it, yeah. When I because it was right around two minutes um, yeah. there, and we had the so If you figure they they could milk the clock and run, and and you know, then they kick a last second field goal or something. When I first saw the play, it ran through my mind, but uh, I I don't think so, especially from the 14-yard line, if it was on a one, maybe, you know, closer. And I guess, though, I didn't see who the players were, but I saw some somebody wrote, I'm not hey. sure who it was, one of the guys from Penn Life, that they, they talked to several players and they said, no, we didn't let them score. It was just one, you know, well, we just didn't. Times it looked like they just let them go in there
2: because they, they were playing tag football, I think, and no one touched well, them. I don't well, nobody touched way. them, yeah. No uh, one touched
3: they, them. Yeah, they certainly didn't let them score on that on the last one, uh, you know, that was, that was crazy. You know, you would, you wouldn't even, there'd be no point in letting them score. I, no. I you know, I know on the, I know on the, on the first one, one think, right. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, you know, it's not like, uh, you remember the, the, the Broncos and Packers Super Bowl when, mm-hmm. when the Packers did let them score cause they were on like the two yard line and they wanted to get the ball back, uh, uh, quick, um, I I I I don't think so. Uh, here here's the thing though. it's interesting. Our run defense is is at the point it's, it's not good enough that we have we can't decipher. If this was the 2008 Steelers, and you nobody would make that run unless they let them do it. So they, you you know for sure that they let them score because nobody was going to run the ball that. That that well unless they did so, um, you know it's it's possible that they were just that bad on that play that no, no nobody touched them. Yeah, I I, I really don't think they did um, because I think even with we had our timeouts and if they run it three times we stop them, you know and all they get is a field goal and all we need is a field goal and we we'd still have enough time with Ben but uh, and it's funny what you said, as far as letting them score too quickly, as soon as they made that play to A-B, then I saw how much time was left, and I thought, oh man, there's too much time. But, I still think, when you need, if all you need is a field goal, you try to let the clock run down. When you need a touchdown, you're never guaranteed getting a touchdown. So you take it when it's there, and you have to, you know, trust your defense. Uh, I know Ben said, if you saw the uh, him relaying and Todd Haley relaying that you know Ben's running up and he and he's he's gonna you know he's acting like he's gonna spike it and he said Todd Haley said in the headset don't waste it down so Ben said I knew what that meant and he mm-hmm. said it was because they he said it was, they asked why why he did it he said the defense we had them on their heels so that was it was the perfect time for it because you think the defense and Ben saying clock it clock it clock it so if you watch low play. The offense, everybody sold it perfectly. Nobody moved on the offensive line. Bell didn't move. Nobody moved on defense. The safety stood there. The only guy that moved was the guy that was covering the B because he was lined up right on him. He had to run with him. Um, yeah, Bell didn't even know that they were Yeah, he just, they, they just stood there. I mean, looking. Ben just – everybody thought it was clocking. And then Ben, ben said, he goes, I, I I just said clock, 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 so everybody thinks I clock it. He goes, I just looked over to A.B. and gave him a little thing that – Okay, here we go. So they, so they, they knew they were the only two that knew, and
2: uh, yeah, that was a so Danny right.
3: Marino type play. It was a Marino, and and you're right. That would have been if they had won that. You're right. We 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 had that taken away from us. It <laughs> ruined it because that 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 would have been the play of the year. Not only, you know, to win the game, to beat Dallas, to have the best record, and mm-hmm. and potentially could have been the game that kind of you know propelled us forward. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then, you know, uh, just, just, uh, well, you know, like I said, we, we, we played, we played them well. If it weren't for losing Cam, I would be a lot, a lot more encouraged. But, like are you, said, you I seven, gotta I- ask, are you, when you say you're, you're still, like,
1: you still got hope and stuff because they're in the division. I'm, for me, um, you know, I, I guess, you know, we've been spoiled as Steelers fans and everything. We we haven't had that many, at least me, because I'm, you know, I'm still relatively, you know, young. I'm, I didn't experience a big drought, you know, in the 80s and 90s and everything. So, for me, they've they been in the Super Bowl, you know, at least every, you know, few years. You know, I was born in 94. Right. I really became a fan in, like, 2003. So close to 2004. They were in 2005. They were in 2008. They were in 2011. So, for me, you know, it, it hasn't really been that long. So, for me, it's really Super Bowl and nothing when I say I oh yeah, I feel good about this team. So They
2: haven't had a losing uh, season since Tomlin's been in. And the only way we're going to get in is we have to win uh, our division, the North, and everything, because yeah, there's no right. other way. I, I cannot see us getting a wild card. No. So we're going to have to win our division. We're going to have to beat Baltimore. Um, this Thursday. We're going to have to beat Cincinnati. Uh, I think maybe the big game might be coming up Christmas
3: when we play, is it Baltimore again?
1: Baltimore. Hey, that
3: that sounds like that would be a great game to be at Heinz Field for. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be there. (laughs) For you. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, um, me – Christina and Nicole. I don't know if some of them. I have I have four tickets. I'm not quite sure who the fourth one might be. Um, but uh, when I found out I could get into that game, and uh, asked my daughter. I said, hey, I know it's Christmas. She, you know, she she goes, oh, no better way to celebrate Christmas than watching the Steelers beat the Ratbirds. So I said, okay, <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> so, does
2: she have
3: yeah, a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, on on and off. On and off. Uh well, that, which that is, is could good put her over the top. <laughs> well <laughs> they've, they've they've been they've been uh friends since high school. Sometimes they're, I said doesn't matter to me, whatever you do as long as you call the shots. As long as it's as long as it her she's the one making the decision. It's not a relationship I'm good with it. <laughs> Can you? I yeah, just, I'm going to give the phone number. I out. We
0: haven't done yeah. it in a
2: while. I know Matt's not feeling too good. It's three four seven eight five zero eight five eight one. And how are you feeling, buddy? Any better? Or? I'm alright. I've you know, but before before the show, I did you know,
1: went to the locker room, got my got my fluids and everything like that. So I'm hanging in there. The the real kicker is uh, after this, I, I got, uh, got a got twelve hour shift at work, so what? You know, I'm rallying. I'm rallying. I'm I'm ready. To, I'm ready to go. So moving, moving forth. Oh, you didn't answer my question though. Fred or Savo. Is
3: this a what? super team?
1: Is this a super team?
3: That's like I said, is this a, a team, team that can make it to the Super Bowl? Is this a team that can win the Super Bowl. Now you're saying okay, okay. Um... Boy, right now, I, I, I have serious doubts. I never say never because um, things might start gelling. Uh, I, I'm just reminded of the 2011 and, uh, Giants that finished 9-7 and seven and gave up more points than they allowed, and they got hot at the right time. I'd say no right now, but uh, with, with Ben and uh, those guys, just get in the playoffs, and we'll see what happens. So, what about you, um, Wasn't
2: Are you done, Freddie, or sorry?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, wasn't – didn't Indian, um, Indianapolis Colts, when they won it, didn't they have a bad defense too? They did. They had a bad defense too. So, that's the last two bad defenses that won the Super Bowl and everything. Uh, I, I'm not even positive we have a Super Bowl offense – Um,
0: You're probably right.
2: Everyone being hurt and everything. We're close to a Super Bowl offense. uh, But now that Wheaton is on IR and everything, it looks like number two stepping up is Eli Rogers. will probably be number two, but I don't think our defense is good enough to, to get us to the Super Bowl. And I doubt very much our defense will win the Super Bowl. Now, You might say, Sean Davis is going to start. Maybe he'll make it better. Artie Burns is getting better with every game and everything. But you know what I'm happiest of? New England trading Jamie Collins. I think that's really going to hurt their defense. So there is a possibility. If we get in, you know, like all Steeler fans say, hey, we're the team you don't want to meet. In the playoffs. Well, I don't know if that's true now. If they don't get more than 30 points, I think the defense might give up more than 30 points. I I can't see them winning the Super Bowl without Hayward. I, I can't even see them getting in the Super Bowl. Because right now, what do you have? You got to it. They're going to be double and triple team blocking him now and everything. They're going to try to take him out. And who's going to be your other? Freddie. You were doing – weren't you doing a film um, about the one time it looked like, and I'm not positive, but they played a – they had three three defensive backs, five linebackers – wait, I'm trying to add
3: this up real quick.
2: Three defensive backs, six linebackers, and two defensive linemen.
3: Wait, is that 11? They didn't do – are you talking in a – just like a regular or when uh sub package. When, when Hayward uh came um oh when Hayward uh account No, they I mean what they have been doing I saw. Um when in short yardage what they went with, which I mentioned a couple of Sean Davis uh on the film with him, this year went... they went with a Three down three down linemen, five linebackers, and three safeties. You know three corners. safeties, five line
2: yeah. who were the three defensive linemen. I know two was uh, one.
3: To it uh depending on Hargrave and the one time that was uh I they did it several times. The one time I believe it was I saw Ricardo Matthews in there. And Matthews. I think the one the one time it might have been uh uh, uh, you know, um, look, I mean, Hargreaves, it might have been uh, McCullers. But um, I like that they went with the three safeties. Again, this was short yardage. Uh, yeah. Dallas had one wide receiver, so they had the two safeties, Golden and, and Mitchell, and they lined Sean Davis up over the receiver. But I like the play they ran. They just, Sean Davis, as soon as the ball was snapped, he didn't even look at the receiver. He made a beeline towards the line of scrimmage. And on the third and one play where they stopped Zeke in the, in the fourth quarter, that's yeah. what he did. That's, he mm-hmm. came flying in from the side and made the play. So I, I like them switching it up. The one thing they did against the Ravens, which they used uh, uh, maybe about 10, 11 plays, and I think they used it more against Dallas, they didn't count. They, they used more pre-defensive linemen. Because their nickel is they have a two-down lineman and a two linebackers as, as defensive ends. What they did against the Ravens more was three defensive linemen, and what they did was put the, 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 the two on the one side and the third and the linebacker up on the line of scrimmage, and the other three linebackers back. They basically I'm not getting, they ran a 4-3 yeah. with, def- with three defensive linemen and a one linebacker, Jarvis basically playing a stand up defensive end and three linebackers. It was if you look at it, you wouldn't be able to even tell the difference between that and a four three. And the thing I liked about doing that is when they do that, Timmons is a middle linebacker. Shazier plays a will a weak side linebacker. And a weak side linebacker and a four three, his job is just run to the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so that's perfect for Shay's ear. So yeah, they are they are changing things up and mixing things. It's not always working because they got injuries. and Sometimes guys just can't beat. But they they're they're changing. Butler is changing things up. So uh he has to. we'll see. He has to. Yeah. I thought it wish
2: instead of Golden. I tried to look at it. I tried to look at the tapes, and it really
3: looked like Schmarco. But you
2: you he, watch the tape. He.
3: He did play – Shamarco was in there for a little bit in some of those. You're right. And yep. then he got hurt. Shemarco got hurt again. He hurt his uh, yeah. groin. So, so he, I you're saying, right. was early, yeah,
2: when he hurt him. Then they went with Golden towards the end.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yep. I knew you'd come up with it for me.
0: Right, I tried go. to look
2: it. Well, to the, we do. And then I, do, I, I do listened well. to the game after uh, the radio broadcast on Monday or whatever. Whatever day I can listen to it because they have that on Steeler Nation Radio or whatever, so I try to listen to that. Right. I mean, we we got a Matador defense now. Steeler, Olay. <laughs> all,
1: all
2: yeah. All right, Matt. Uh... Olay. Uh...
1: But
0: uh... uh,
2: Oh, yeah.
1: As we move on, but one one final point I've got that I wanted to, to stick in there, which is really my you know my reason for one of my many reasons for you know. I mean, like This 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 team just doesn't have it this year We're, you know, again One year away, you know, maybe uh, Is the fact that When teams are going to run it And we Sitting on our couches know That they're going to run it And the Steelers know they're going to run it And, you know, my my girlfriend Who doesn't watch football knows they're going to run it And then they run it And the Steelers can't stop them We saw this, and they're, they're ripping off Huge I mean we saw this in the Dolphins game when they just they have to make a stop to get the ball back and then Ajayi rips off what like a 50-yard run and then it <laughs> happened twice in the Cowboys game you have to stop them and then he gets scores the touchdown okay you know we go we score they get the ball back they're going to run it they're in field goal territory they're going to run it you have to stop them with like a 30-yard touchdown on the ground like it's It's just infuriating as a fan to watch. You know what they're going to do, and you just can't stop it. So that for me is a is a big heartbreaking moment. Um, Because like you guys were saying, this would never happen on the 2008 Steelers, but that's not this team anymore, sadly. So we'll see. We'll see if they can turn it around. But for me, I'm not saying this is a trade
2: off um, at all. Losing Hayward. But I think the run defense is going to be a lot better because Jarvis Jones is going to be starting. So if Harrison Wait, is you, going to start. you mean not starting? Yeah, Jarvis Jones is not yeah. going to be starting. So I think that's going to help our run defense. I don't know how many snaps, how many percentage of snaps Harrison can do. But I'll tell you who should have been on the field the last two series should have been <laughs> Harrison and not Jarvis Jones. The Jarvis Jones experiment is over. He's not going to be back next year. Neither is Marcus Wheaton. Don't play him anymore unless someone gets hurt. Dupree's coming back. Have you guys seen Bud Dupree, what he looks like now? Uh, Yeah. He was in (laughs) range, 265, 260s. He looked like he lost a lot of weight. Picture of him the other day. And he looked like he slimmed down like Chiccolo did. Chicklows a good – Chicklow's on one side, Harrison, and I think Dupree's going to be your swing guy at outside linebacker. I'm thinking your linebackers are better now. I don't know what happened to Vince Williams on this team. Uh, Timmons, to me, just looks a step slow. He still can make the tackles, but that's what you do. You try to flow the running back into Timmons. Why not give you – you're not stopping the run now – Go back to Vince Williams, or at least give Vince Williams 50%, one series with Vince, one series with uh, Timmons or something like that. Do something, because now that you don't have Hayward, I mean, you're going to have Sean Davison. I thought Golden was a fairly good tackler back there. Uh, Mike Mitchell, I don't even want to talk about. (laughs) Maybe the move is to put Golden over at Mitchell's Position everything. Um, Willie Gay they gave up on. Uh, he got beat a couple times in the slot, but really he's your best run stopping cornerback. Yes. Yeah. And everything. So he's he's relegated to your slot guy. I know you play. What, what do you think, Freddie? Sixty-seven percent. You're playing third. Uh, you're playing three cornerbacks on the team now um, and everything. Ne- Nick, yes. Yeah. You're not stopping the run. Why isn't Gay in there? That's when they started to lose it, I think, and giving up these splash plays is when Gay, I mean, you're going to have to go with Artie Burns. Artie Burns is your future. Sean Davis is your future. But you come back, you're going to have to make some changes. Uh, Hargraves was getting blown off the ball somewhat. Um, McCullers, here's what i do put McCullers in, and just let him fall horizontally. <laughs> okay? Let him fall. He's going to take up from hash mark to hash mark. Try. I like to see Elliot try to jump over him. When he jumps <laughs> over him, let's you know, Shazer should have creamed him and everything. Just put him in there and let him fall down and then try to get up a little bit to make it a little bit high that you've got to leap over him like Jesse James tried to leap over that, uh, <laughs> yeah. going down the sideline and everything. I mean, he's useless. Just have him fall and fall on uh, the center, the two guards. Maybe he'll take out another tackle and maybe the other tackle. Let him trip over him or
3: something like that. <laughs> we can nickname him Earthquake.
2: Earthquake McCullers and everything. Do something different with him. You know, he only gets All in a good. couple so
1: we do we do have to move on to the news spent a lot of time. We've had some time away, so it's alright to talk. Um plenty of steelers as always. But this is the Black and Gold NFL recap. So we've got news to do as well. Starting off, we need a news like sound bite, you know, something to come on, you know, like when we got breaking news that we so often have. Um <laughs> but starting off maybe one of the biggest stories of the week. There really wasn't that much news as I was typing everything up. Biggest one probably is, uh, of course, the Gronk injury. Rob Gronkowski tied in for the Patriots as a punctured lung um, and will miss this week for the Patriots. That, I know punctured lung, it sounds very bad, but he, I mean, they're saying he, he could potentially only miss, you know, a week or two. Um, so Patriots are still going to have their, you know, their weapon, best tight end in the NFL, going down their playoff stretch, um, and they've got Martellus Bennett hanging in there, a very, very capable tight end for them as well. Um, do, do I'm blanking out. For, who, who, are, who are they playing this week? Oh, they're playing the they're playing the Niners.
3: Yeah, that's um, uh, yeah, they're playing the Niners,
1: So this wrong thing, if there's any game where you're going to miss one of your best players, Um, it's definitely when you play the Niners where you can feel okay about it and not too worried. Um, Not good for Steelers fans. fans. Good good for Patriots fans. Um, Other news coming out, we've got, of course, on Thursday Night Football, Panthers playing the Saints. Luke Keekly staying a concussion. And is now in the concussion protocol. The good thing is they've, he's got a you know week and a half to you know recover and get out of that and hopefully play you know next week. But we will see other news. Seahawks release Christian Michael. There, what has been their starting running back for most of the season has been playing well. Nicknamed the Awakening, they release him. I haven't really seen a reason as to why. I know he had somewhat of a nagging hamstring injury, but the Packers picked him up, and he's been practicing for them. So I know the injury wasn't too bad, which leads you to think it could be other reasons. But he's on my fantasy team, so I'm hoping that you know Packers insert him right into that starting lineup because my season is to be safe. I'm not doing well in fantasy at all this year. Um. Other last bit of you know NFL news before we cover the rest with the Steelers. Jared Goff, number one pick in the NFL draft, finally set to make his NFL debut. Um, you know they've been dragging our Case Keenum there for a while, a like good while, and everyone's you know we know what Case Keenum is, and they've been calling for Goff. You know in the media and the fans, um, long long time. We finally get to see him no idea what to expect at all. Last time we saw him was the preseason when he was making zero plays, really. A lot of plays for the other team. Now you try him out there against a Miami team, which really since playing the Steelers um, has kind of turned it around a little bit. They're they're by no means a a great team or even a good team, but um, I'm not really sure that the Rams are either. So it's, it's, it's by no means a gimme for... Jared Goff going out there. Um, but, 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 and that's really it for NFL News. I don't know if y'all want to touch on, or as you guys saw, the the Ray Lewis comments on Joe Flacco. I don't know if you guys have any, any thoughts on that. Um,
3: uh, I did. I did. Uh, I uh, I read, uh, I saw the highlight, or I saw the, the news headline, and I read it, and uh, quickly um, a lot of, Flacco's teammates came to his defense. Talking about a game last year, if few years going in the locker room where he fired everybody up. And another thing, that's just the way he is. That's just his personality. Um, I think Ray Lewis, as much as I, I think he was a fantastic player, one of the best that I've seen in the last, you know, 15 years or so. Um, Ray, he was on uh, ESPN's Monday night show, last year and they got rid of him, I think Ray needs to be in the spotlight. I think he misses it. Ray needs to sit there and preach. And you know what Ray does? And every every single – doesn't matter what, what you asked him about in his analyst thing, what do you think about this team? Somewhere he was going to get it to be about, you know, it's how you – you're questioning him as a man. And you get Preacher Ray going. And you felt like you were in – uh, a, a gospel hour, at Ray, and that's who Ray is. So he thinks everybody's got, everybody, he thinks everybody has to have the same fire and passion that he he has. I think he needs to be heard and he needs to preach and he ain't got nobody to preach to right now. So I don't, I don't make much of it. That, that is Flacco's personality. I don't think he's that good a quarterback, but that is, not, I don't think, that's just him, Joe cool. I mean, it's he's, he has the same – you never see him act any differently whether he's playing well, which is not often, or whether he's playing bad. So, uh, that's. I don't really make much, but I just think it's funny that Ray, Ray needs to get his voice in the – and that's my take on it. Ray wants to be heard. Oh, what do you think, Dave? <laughs>
2: Ray, Ray,
3: um, I don't know if he
2: said it – if he'd say it to Flacco's face. I don't know if he ever said anything to him when he was playing with him. Now that he's not playing with him, uh, now he can say these things. He's become, you know, the Heinz Ward of the Baltimore because now, that, you know, <laughs> he's in the limelight and on uh, radio and television, he can say anything he wants. I don't know. Did did Ray Ray win a Super Bowl with, with Flacco as quarterback?
3: Uh, yes, he did.
2: Okay. So, don't I would say hey thanks a lot Joe for getting me a Super Bowl <laughs> ring and everything like that and saying that he doesn't have the passion for the game well maybe Ray Ray had too much passion for the game and everything uh, maybe he had too much passion when he was out on New Year's one time too <laughs> um, I, I don't think I know he's he's not his teammate but at one time he was his teammate. I know he's making a living and everything, but I think that's off base. I am, you know, questioning his passion and everything. Uh, whatever he thinks is um, – maybe call him on the phone and say, wouldn't this be nice say that you're, you're not passionate? Is that okay with you? Uh, do you have anything uh, – can you give me a comment about this? Instead of just saying it for, you know, like um, who's that other guy, Sterling Sharp? Uh, Mm. Michael Irving, they they all say this, um, Stephen A. Smith as his name, they all say these things and everything. But when they were in the locker room, I wonder if Ray Ray did say something to Flacco about, you know, hey, hey, you're going to lose me a Super Bowl ring or something like that, or um, you're not playing with any passion, uh, uh, you're not throwing the ball deep downfield and winning games for us and everything like that. Coming from Ray Ray Lewis doesn't mean nothing to me, that he thinks that Flacco doesn't have a passion for the game. Okay, Matt, I'm sorry. If I said anything no, that, positive <laughs> a uh, mean
1: old man. I don't know. You you're not you're not you're not sounding as sickly as me, so that's positive. So you're doing well. <laughs> um but I, I agree with both y'all. And the, Ray Lewis, um this is my fault for not covering it in the beginning. He basically said that you know Kittleback was not, uh, passionate, and um, he, he's he's a good quarterback, but he doesn't you know know if he enjoys being a quarterback and all that. And I agree with you. I think this is all just you know for lack of a better term, it's it's clickbait. It's uh, Ray Lewis. He's in the media. It's his job to you know get people talking about something. Um, he just stirs this up It's just stirring up drama um, But I mean, I, I don't really know I, As far as, you know, we all can agree On Joe Blacker is nothing special Whether or not he's passionate about it um, Doesn't really concern us much at all What concerns us is that You know, he for some reason Has the Steelers number Even though he's not that good of a quarterback So at least recently, they have. Um, so hopefully that can change moving forward. Um, others, or actually Steelers news coming out um, this past week, you alluded to it earlier, say about Jarvis Jones demoted um, on the depth chart. Looks like they're going to move up um, Harrison. And then we also have Bud Dupree activated off the pup list. So a whole changeup going on outside linebacker. I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know if either of you guys do, because we had Jarvis and Harrison on the right. We had Moats and Chicklow on the left. Then we got Dupree coming back, who's going to work in rotation somewhere. You presume on the left, does that mean is going to go to the right and back up Harrison or rotate with Harrison? Or I don't know if y'all have heard anything about how they're going to
3: kind of set this up. Uh, no, I haven't heard anything. And I don't know... How much, I think maybe we'll find out more against the Colts. I'm just wondering, just a guess, with Bud, if they kind of, the, especially because this is, you know, the first he's going to be playing and we have a short week following uh, coming up on Thanksgiving, uh, that maybe they, I I think they're, my guess would be they're going to kind of give him a very limited amount of snaps just to let him work in a little bit. You know, uh, I, I'm sure they'll start whoever they're starting on the left side, whether it be Chickillo or whether it be Moat. I don't think it makes a you know big difference who's called the starter. Technically, they'll rotate them and I think they'll work Butt in just a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if if you only see maybe fifth, 15 snaps or, or or that just to just to let him get his 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 feet wet. Maybe it'll be more. I mean, if you're gonna uh, play, you know, Cleveland is to the game to get your feet wet, but so I don't know that we'll see what their overall plan is until maybe, uh, you know, the Colts game and, and moving forward. Which right. There's five guys. One, somebody's got to be uh, the odd man out. Uh, and if it's Jarvis, um, uh, I mean, obviously there's motion if you want to call it that. It, I don't know. We'll see if the snap counts change because they – they were still getting pretty close to the same amount. We'll, just, uh, we'll see if it's more than just uh, semantics, you know. I mean, for a while, Jarvis was making against the Patriots. He had a good game. And he, was, he wasn't getting the sacks, but nobody was getting the sacks. Um, so, he was actually playing – he had to force fumble against the Patriots. So, we'll see. I don't know. I just think with Bud, though, I, my guess would be we're not going to see a ton of them this first game. Just kind of – same, same kind of little Darius. Lavarius so got a few, some plays last week, but they're they're working them in, so I think I think they'll uh we'll see more of Darius this week and we'll we'll see more of Bud uh maybe maybe against uh the Colts on a sh- on a short week. What do, what do you think, Sable?
2: I think Harrison's
3: gonna stay on the right
2: side versus Joe Thomas. Um he just needs one more sack. Chicolo's gonna stay on the left. I think uh bud Dupree's gonna uh flip flop uh and maybe we can move uh Jarvis Jones to defensive end because he thinks he's a good run stopper too, or wait, can Jarvis Jones go on the practice squad
0: <laughs>
2: no no if he goes on the practice squad <laughs> <laughs> no i you know I don't like him in them and everything but. <laughs> But Ladarius Green looks real good, too. He, he's seven foot tall, and they run up <laughs> for a two-point conversion, and he can't out-jump a maybe 5'11", six-foot cornerback and everything. He, he grabbed the ball, and I don't even think he could wrestle it off him and everything like that. So I think maybe he came back like one game too soon and everything. But I think they're going to need him because now that we only have four yeah. wide receivers, I think they're gonna be playing him a lot. Uh, yeah. and everything. And um Jesse James is is our wide receiver too and everything like that, you know. Uh, so I think both of them are gonna be playing a lot in our 'cause here's who we have. We're gonna have you think Coates is ready to be the number two guy. I think it's gonna be Rodgers in the slot, Coates and Kobe Hamilton who's really not played that bad, is gonna be your fourth guy. And if they go with five, then it's going to be Green or Jesse uh, Jesse James if you go with five. But they, I wouldn't go with five because then you're taking Bell out. And here's an interesting thing. We go for a two-point conversion towards the end of the game. And I'm looking there, and we don't have Bell in on that play. You have Fitzgerald Tucson flashing in, in front of Jesse James, When Ben did his, you know, throw it over his head. Yeah. And Toussaint, who probably never ran a pass pattern straight, you know, went after the ball diving and hit off him and everything. Well, I know he didn't know Jesse James was behind him or everything, but I can't see. You only have so many two-point conversion plays and everything. And we actually have a two-point conversion play with Fitzgerald Toussaint and Les Bell was hurt that I knew nothing about. But they have a two-point conversion where Fitzgerald Tucson is in. Oh, maybe that's why we moved Richardson up, so we can put him in and get the two-point conversion.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's it. The secret weapon. Yeah. Carlos Williams
2: don't come up because he's a better blocker and everything like that. But we put Richardson in because he can play special teams and he can come in on that two-point conversion playing everything. <laughs> I can't even remember what the question was. Oh, Harrison's going to – start, play to right side. They're not going to flip him. Ciccolo's going to play the left. He's playing good. He's getting some pressures. Um, and then I think Dupree will uh, be the swing guy and everything. Moats, uh, he's so-so. Is he going to be your fourth guy now and everything? Um, what do you think of putting Jarvis Jones a defensive on the defensive line a little bit? <laughs> I <laughs> you know
3: he's not big enough, but...
0: <laughs> how
3: many... how many guys, How many guards do you want to give up? <laughs> <laughs> he's slow enough to play defensive end. <laughs> slow enough
2: to be a slow-nose tackle. I think Casey would do <laughs> him. It, it being
1: slow is all it took. There would be a a lot more <laughs> candidates out there for the D-line. <laughs> <laughs> But uh which he run two,
2: so he can four nine twos that's a defensive lineman. That's a defensive ends <laughs> time. That's not a linebacker. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think Jarvis is getting getting phased out now, just a lot like Whedon. I mean it, this is awful for Whedon. I know we we touched on it a little bit, but contract year, I can't remember a, another guy falling off so much in the contract year. I mean, what he had, had a, a decent not a seller, but a decent, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three type of career, set to, you know, make, you know, upwards of five million a year, um, in a, a wide receiver market as a free agent. And now, I mean, he could be signed a one year deal somewhere on like a, a trial contract. This is and he got phased out of the Steelers' offense. Um, he was a healthy scratch multiple times, and now he's on IR and
2: the last play Jones. you remember him making this year?
3: Wheaton. Uh,
2: um, didn't he, he, his, uh, he,
3: touchdown? he, he a touchdown? He uh, got a touchdown against the, the Chiefs where he, he might have been right. out of bounds, but they called him in and they just they stuck with the call on the field. Yeah, that, That's about it. That's it? And his misses in the, what was that, New England
2: game? or? The, remember he missed that? <laughs> the first game he came back. He had a couple of drops, and they didn't he look did at him again. He did drop a few. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah certainly certainly uh, <laughs> forgettable <laughs> this year by well,
2: Like, you guys remember the Muppets, and they used to have them two guys. They used to have yeah. two old guys. They sat in yeah. the balcony. Uh, oh, yeah, the balcony, yeah. 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 I, I, that's what the Steelers <laughs> made me into. I'm the I'm the one old guy sitting up in the – and the balcony and the balcony just balcony. All this talent. Or maybe it's coaching. Uh, no, I don't want to throw that out.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, guys, moving forward. A um, bit of good news for Steelers fans, um, not as it relates to the season, but as a whole, um, it was announced that Heinz Ward and Alan Fanica are among the 26 Hall of Fame semifinalists. So there's a chance, it's a slim chance, but a chance um, we could see two Steelers inducted into the Hall of Fame this year, which would, of course, be fantastic. As long as the Steelers don't have to play in the Hall of Fame game, I am all for it. (laughs) I think that that would be great. Um, And I know for for me, I didn't get – I got a lot more time to watch Ward than I did Fanica, um, just being a a younger fan. So I've seen a lot of film on him. I – I've talked to a lot of, you know, Steelers fans, of course, on, on Silk Curtain um, also. And I really so – I'm a little bummed I didn't, I didn't get as much of an opportunity to see Fannica in his prime and um, watch him play for a longer time. But I did with Ward, and it's, it, it was really just, you know, great as, as a fan to to see him and his iconic smile, you know, and um, just have a guy like that to look forward to play. Um each week, and if kill was, you know, any type of the player that Ward was, then, um, you know, I'm sure everyone feels the same
3: way about him, too.
1: Um,
3: any thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, just real quickly, I think uh, as far as their chances, again, and then I think Fanica, like you may not like I said, you you know, now that you didn't really get a chance to see him, play, but I think Fanica, honestly, might have a better chance. I know Ward is was a bigger celebrity type guy and he won a Super Bowl MVP and he, he was a great player. Um but there's a lot of wide receivers um still waiting. Uh when I look every year when I go over once still waiting to get in. So he's got guys to wait behind the the guy Isaac Holt uh or Isaac Bruce from the the Rams okay. and uh Tory Hole uh Terrell Owens if, you know there's a bunch. But uh, Fanica, well Respected, they, he you know he won The Super Bowl um, So as far as And I think between, it, it's hard I mean, I I love If I were to say, well, at her position Who was the better player, I think I'd have to Take Fanica, not, not that I don't love Ward, I love Ward And my older daughter, that was her favorite guy From the first, because of his smile um, And if, if There's one play, Fanica, this 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 helps them. Notoriety helps you. Willie Parker's touchdown run in the Super Bowl, Seneca pulled and led the play through, and everybody and their brother knows that 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 was that was Fanica popping through and popping Willie Parker. So that that will help that will help them. So, um, Well no, I think I, I don't even know maybe even if they don't get this year cause it's hard get in their first year in. Uh, and this is Heinz, uh, you know, first time he made it this part. Some, sometimes you gotta, you gotta chip away. So uh, I think if anything, Fannica we'll, we'll we'll come back and revisit this and see. But I I think Fanica probably has the better chance. It's funny if you look at Fannica now, he probably you know he probably weighed, look at him, I don't know, I'm guessing, you know, 280, two eighty two eighty, you know, oh. three hundred pounds, and now he looks like he weighs about a hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah. What what do you think, Steve?
2: Yeah, he runs in them triathlons and everything like that. Um, Matt, can I ask you, you looked at the 26 semifinalists. Was Steve Hutchinson on it?
1: I don't know off the top of my head.
2: Well, here's what I'm saying. The two best guards of their time playing that decade uh, is between Fannica and Steve Hutchinson. I think one of those two will get in. If Hutchinson's up, I think Fanica was better. Uh, When they drafted him, I had a um, a television show, and I called him – I couldn't pronounce his – you know, I mess up names. I called him Panica, like Pancake and everything like that. I think (laughs) Panica will get in before Heinz Ward. But I'm going to make one more statement about Heinz Ward. I can tell you if Heinz Ward would have been in his prime, it would have been playing – This last Sunday against Dallas, and Ben would have hit him down the sideline. I'm telling you, Heinz Ward would have did everything he could to get in for the touchdown, and I'm telling you, Heinz Ward would not have ran out of bounds. Heinz Ward, (laughs) oh, he would have tossed it somewhere. So there's the difference between Heinz Ward and uh, A.B. and everything. And I'm still up in that balcony like one of them Muppets, them old guys that I'm just getting upset and everything like that But I think Fanica will get in first And then Heinz Ward eventually I think both of them will get yeah,
1: in Yeah I don't disagree with you on either of those points Alright guys, moving onward um, To this week's Game slate Of course we've got Steelers and the Browns Before we get into the game um, I told you all before the show I had a, a, a little bit of random Trivia game I was going to play Between you guys um
2: to give the give the you all, before you even ask the question.
1: <laughs> can it yes, if it's the right one. Um but wouldn't that so, be
3: fantastic?
2: It would
1: be impressive. It would be impressive.
2: Okay. Ready?
1: Alright. Sean
2: Andrews.
1: No. That's no. <laughs> not even not even almost. Okay. <laughs> would have been a Okay. Though.
3: Would have been a yeah, w- All right, guys. All right. I'll so, say just so, it on the table. Uh, you did not. not make it on Dion Warwick Psychic Friends Network. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I would have hit that All right. one.
1: All right, guys. Uh, so Steelers for the Browns this week. Ben was asked earlier this week if he could name every Browns quarterback that he has played against. And he responded with, you know, no chance. I was able to list off, you know, four or five of them, saying that it felt like a different one every week. Um, We can go back and forth between you guys. First one to not be able to name one loses. Let me count these up real quick. There are 13 in total that Ben, Brown's quarterbacks that Ben has played against in his career. Um, Start with Fred, then we'll get a Sabo. No pressure here okay. at all, but this is for bragging rights, of course. Okay. Browns
3: quarterbacks uh, that Ben has played against. All right. Easy one here. I know from last year. Johnny Manziel. Yep. All right? And that was okay, Sabo. You're up next. Tim Couch.
1: Tim Couch. I don't see Tim Couch on the list.
0: You're out already, Sabo. You're out already, Sabo. Kelly Holcomb.
2: Who? Kelly Holcomb.
1: This is who Ben played against.
2: Yeah. You didn't get me out, so I went with Kelly Holcomb.
1: Holcomb's not on the list either, man. You're out for two.
2: Jeez. Um...
1: I'll I'm give out. I'll give you a ju- he won. just to just to keep just to keep the game interesting, I'll give you I'll give you a strike three here.
2: Um, Cleveland quarterback.
1: That Ben's played against. Only one out so far is Johnny Manziel.
0: Hmm.
2: Well I should know I should be able to do this. Uh
3: Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia is one. Fred uh. Um. Second game last year, wasn't it? Uh, um. Oh, well, Josh McCown.
1: Yes.
2: Um. Who was the? He, he was a kick returner too for them. Didn't he do the Wildcat uh cribs.
1: That's not a quarterback. He's not a quarterback. He's a, <laughs> a running back.
2: No, he was they put him in the wildcat.
3: But uh, I I think I, I think he's cocking listed as starting quarterback. quarterback. Starting quarterback.
1: Yep. All right. Oh boy can't I List. We got Derek Anderson, Charlie Fry, Colt McCoy, Brian Orr, Jeff Garcia, Jason Campbell, Johnny Manziel, Thaddeus Lewis, Seneca Wallace, Bruce Gregowski, Brady Quinn, Austin Davis, Brandon Whedon. That's a lot of cool. Uh, I
3: was, I was going to pull out, if it came down to when we were going back and forth, because I remember this one. I think it was 2013. We won the last game of the year to finish 8 and 8, and on the last two plays of the game, uh Lawrence Timmons blitzed the same blitz through the same hole and sacked the quarterback twice and, and it was Thad Lewis. So I knew I knew Tad Lewis was in there. Thaddeus <laughs> Lewis. Yeah. I should have guessed oh, yeah.
2: uh, Kowski.
1: Or more right. Just just go off of their long list of of uh early quarterbacks taken. Yep. Um but then they could like add it's... then could add another one to that list with uh with Cody Kessler. Um, yes, this want. Sunday That's just a brutal, brutal oh. um,
0: How about Thing to see, see How many did got Ben them
3: get? Ben got
1: Could ben four, name I him? think He named I guess this is from NFL.com He named Grykowski McCown um, McCoy
3: And they named RG3 But he hasn't played RG3 yet So right.
1: he got three
3: That's eight Speaking yeah. of trivia with the Browns, I, I just saw this. If I remember correctly, I just saw it today. If Ben wins tomorrow, he will have 10 wins at uh, the Browns, whatever it's called, it, first Yeah. First energy stadium. That would be more than any quarterback, including Cleveland quarterback. I'm going to ask Brown my wife a
2: Cleveland quarterback that Ben played against. Okay, go ahead, hon. One quarterback Ben played against. Quarterback for Cleveland, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Correct. Right. You beat me. You wow. beat me by one. Wow. wow. Is she good? She must listen to me. Hear that or talk in the back of my sleep. <laughs> if you're talking
3: about Brian Hoyer in your sleep, I don't know. I don't want to know what kind of dreams you're having, Steve. No, because I said they should
2: have never let him go.
1: I know you like them. <laughs> All right. So, because we are, we could have missed a couple of weeks. We are running a little, a little short on time. So, we're going to go through these games now. Um, they a little more of an up-tempo pace. Starting off, of course, with the Steelers and the Browns. Um, yeah, I don't think any of us are expecting the Steelers to lose this game. If they do, um, I, like Fred was saying earlier, then then – we can start to question the coaching, you know, with a little bit more confidence and and, and gusto. If they lose to the Browns, oh, man, I'm just (laughs) going to be brown-bagging it. My face out in public from now on, it's going to be brutal. But I I got the Steelers to win. I don't think it's going to be close. Um, But at the same time, there's just that creep of doubt in my mind. First time facing Hugh Jackson um, as a a head coach.
3: Who knows what could happen? Um, Go ahead, Fred. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. And I, we talked a little bit about it before we came out in the air. I, I think because it's supposed to be with this with this front coming through, it's uh, supposed to be uh, high winds there tomorrow up to 30 miles per hour at times and some rain slash snow. I think that does, if anything, help to equalize things a little bit. If it weren't for that, if it was nice weather, I think Ben would torch him the way he has the last couple of times and AB would be doing front flips flips and backflips flips uh, in the end zone there. But as it is, I still think they're going to – they're too much. And I hope the wind in being windier forces the Steelers a little bit to run the ball more. They haven't done that much lately. But I still think it might, in my mind somewhere – it might keep the score down a little bit, the weather, but somewhere in the 27, 27 to 16 – type range. As long as Terrell Pryor doesn't catch some long ones on Hardy, I you know, our our defense battle should should uh should hold Twenty seven to sixteen. That's what I got. What about you, Sable? Would did Matt pick the score to be? I don't think he picked the score. I didn't know you score. See.
2: Okay. Twenty one eleven Steelers. Um I hope Artie Burns doesn't pick up Pryor. I hope it is a cockerel, Uh, but that Coleman's pretty good too. So I'm going with 21-11 Steelers.
1: I like it. And what a what a weapon Pryor has turned out to be. Um, Of course, we saw what a weapon he could be as quarterback um, in the run game that that game against Oakland um, Uh, that none of us like to talk about. But man, I I was watching, um, I think NFL put some video on, on Facebook or something of him just, you know, on one knee catching these one-handed passes from the drugs machine, and they were coming out hard, and he was just snagging them. Um, and coming from, you know, a year or, what, year and a half ago when he was talking and saying, you know, he just doesn't know how to catch a football. To where he is now is just a drastic change, and you got to credit him and, and the Browns coaching staff for that one. I mean, this guy is become I and mean, he I don't think any of us really will say that he's you know at his peak at that he's reached his potential. Um at all he's still learning that position and this is a guy that you know I think we would all love to have on the Steelers as a receiver. Um he he looks like something else out there. He looks good. Um
2: we gotta moving, give him one other credit too. You know for one week up? he was um he went to Jeanette high school a little bit outside the city up in the suburbs there and I think he had A.B. with him and Randy Moss for one week and they were showing him uh, how to be a wide receiver and everything and he said that's what he learned the most learning off those two and everything so we got to give A.B. a little bit credit on that and Randy Moss both of them were out there Um, I don't know if they have the same agent or something like that but both of them I think it might be Drew Rosenhaus. I'm not positive, but that's how. That one week, he said, turned it around for him when they were in that high school setting and he was on yep. the edge.
1: I didn't, I didn't hear about that, but that, I mean, if you want two guys to show you how to be a receiver, I mean, Randy Moss and AB, That's I'd probably be pretty up there with my, with my top two picks. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's that comes a good from a trip.
2: guy who can't remember any of the Cleveland quarterbacks. <laughs> right, how good they were. Right. Now we need to get
1: uh, Big Ben and like Kurt Warner out there to show Cody Kessler how to, how to throw a ball. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, guys. Moving on. Steelers versus the Browns. Um, we talked about that one. Moving on in the division. Um, big one for the Steelers. Um, to keep an eye on. against Dallas
3: this is this is a great matchup when you go with, you know, the strength of one team against the strength of the other. Well, number one rushing offense in the Cowboys against the number one rushing defense in the Ravens. And the, uh, I do think the Ravens' defense overall, their numbers are a little inflated by some of the teams they faced. They got to face the Steelers with Ben coming off an injury, which is always bad. They got to face the Bills the first week of the season, and they were not anywhere near the offense that they are now. They got to face the Browns twice. Um, they faced some some pretty paltry offenses. That said, they're, they're a good defense, but I don't think they're as devastating, especially against the passes, as they are on paper. So, uh, and, and Dak proved he's for real. The guy, one thing you look at, he, he did not waver at all. After he, he could have, the first series of the game, uh, Chico forced that strip. You know, if so he did recover the fumble, they fall behind. We go right down and score. We were up 12-3. He didn't waver. He didn't even need a big play. We got pressure, and he hit He the hit, uh, Des deep. So that was on the road. That was probably their toughest test so far. Uh, coming as much as we weren't playing great still. And then they lead them back on the game when he drives twice when they, we took the lead. So that shows that he, he can handle the pressure. They're gonna be at home. And and the Ravens offense is pathetic. You know, they're they're awful. They they, they scored twenty eight points because they played the Browns before they can't score anything. They they couldn't run the ball. We shut down their running game. And we haven't been good. They ran they ran for fifty yards on, on twenty nine carries and twelve of it was on a uh slack old scramble. Um so I just think Dallas is gonna to be too much at home. I mean it could you know, I I certainly hope that would be the ultimate kick in the in the pants is that we lose to Dallas at home the way we did and then if the Ravens go into Dallas to beat them and the game we need them to lose, but I, I just don't see it. I think Flacco Flacco whether he's passionate or not, um, doesn't matter. He he's just not good. Uh, I see Dallas winning probably, you know, all the score They might hold the score down a little bit, but, you know, somewhere in the maybe, you know, maybe they'll hold to like, 23 points, 23 to 14 or something like that. Dallas will win. What do you think, Uh, uh
2: Like you said, Baltimore has a good defense. Uh, you might hate me for this, but I even like the coach. I think they have a good coach. But, like you said, they have a good uh, – very bad offense. Okay. Um, so I'm going to. Baltimore has to lose so we can win the uh, uh, the North division and everything. So I'm going to go with Dallas. I think Dallas and Seattle are the two best teams out there. Uh, Romo is going to get in the game and do some mop up uh, duty at the end of the game. So I'm going with Dallas to win to help us. Um, so Baltimore, let's see. I know they'll have the still have in first place and everything, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Baltimore uh losing just so we can uh win the division.
1: I like it. Um picking Dallas also, I think that's likely. I think that's would be great for the Steelers of course. Um Romo goes in there, you know, on, on mop up duty and gets injured again. <laughs> we never. I don't think we ever see him in the league again. If he goes in there in like the fourth quarter with three minutes left and then breaks his collarbone, ooh, well, nothing else would be more Tony Romo than that. <laughs> I right. um, hope it doesn't happen. Of course, I like Tony Romo um, as as a person, but man, I I think he's done as a as a franchise quarterback. Um all right, moving on. We've got to fly through these ones because we're running out of time. Uh, Buffalo versus Cincy. Cincinnati team, underwhelming. I think there's something like 3-5-1 and one right now, just off the top of my head. I don't know if that's right. Um, playing right. Buffalo, who's who's had a tough run um, recently, lost the past three. But that included playing the Patriots and then going into Seattle. Um, so they're looking to turn it around now. Um, and this – this is a close game. I'm I'm gonna let y'all talk while I decide who I'm picking in this one.
3: Yeah, this um, you are. I I think it's really close. The Bills, to my surprise, I'll give Rex credit. I I don't think he's a good coach, but when they were 0 2, they they uh, got rid of their offensive coordinator. They Went with the the guy who likes to run the ball. They changed the way they run, and so since that time, they're they're uh, they're four and three, and they got hosed a little bit in Seattle, or they could have had a chance to win that one they played seattle right down to the wire so they're playing a lot better Uh, they are right up there i think they're number two in rushing offense behind the cowboys Uh, and i think they're leading the league in sacks which the Bengals are one of the worst teams allowing sacks uh if you saw the end of the giants game the key drive at the end of the game, and, and the red rifle got smacked two plays in a row, sacked when they needed the most. So I think it could go one either way. I think the, the the Bills can run the ball. If they don't fall behind, they're going to run the ball, and and, and they're going to sack Dalton. The other thing the Bills can do, though, is Rex leaves his corners out there to go man-to-man, and if they don't get the, the sack, A.J. Green could, could go for 200 yards on them. He, he, they Rex just rolls the dice and goes with it. So I think, depending which way that matchup goes, with the pass rush getting the Dalton first or the the uh, Bengals give you know striking for big plays down the field, I think that'll probably be be the difference. But uh, I I'd love to see the Bengals lose, but at home I'm I'm gonna go with them in a in a tight one, in a tight one. What do you say, Sable?
2: Okay, the Bills are four and five. After this, they'll be five and five. Uh, Just like you said, they're number one in sacks. Uh, Shady McCoy is going to good running back. He's going to get some good yardage and everything. Uh, They'll be playing the Steelers uh, when the Steelers, uh, but that's going to be at Buffalo and everything. So they'll be five and five. Let's see, they got five losses. When they play the Steelers, let's hope they got six locks by that time. Cincinnati, just like um, Matt said, it's three five and one. It'll be three six and one. Dalton's been sacked twenty-eight times. That's like in the top three of the most sacks given up. They got leaky pass protection now. Fourth quarter issues. Um, going with my heart, I'm going to say the Bills are going to beat Cincinnati.
1: Matt. I'm with I'm I'm with Sable on this one. I think I think Buffalo takes it. Um, really, just because of that pass rush that they have, and that um, the Bengals are giving up all their sacks. I think that's the determining factor. I think the Bengals are the better team, um, but I just think Buffalo's strength matches up with Cincy's weakness, just too well. Mm-hmm. Um, all right.
2: They're pass rusher, Bills. they got a rookie or first-year guy, second-year guy. I think he's that pretty Lawson? close. Yeah, from Buffalo. He's one of the best unknown. He's the most unknown pass rusher. I think he's leading the league in sacks and everything. I think he's got more than Vaughn Miller. Very good pass rusher and everything. So i I got to go wow. with you on the pass rush, too.
1: I didn't even know that. Um,
2: all right, so we are coming towards so the no, end of our back. show. Pardon? I can't. I can't remember quarterbacks for Cleveland. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: no worries. No worries. I'll, maybe I'll have to give you all a heads up on the, on the trivia next time. Let y'all do a little. No, oh, okay. I don't
2: want no heads up.
1: All right. All right. Um, all right, Fred. Game of the week for you. Outside of the four we talked about,
3: I'll let you. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll let you go uh, with out, this one. Out, uh, outside of the. Uh, uh, when we talked about, okay, let me just, uh, I think I know what uh, I had. Let me just look real quick at the rest of the games game here. Pick. Uh, that game of the week, there's, there's not a lot of great ones this week like there was last week. but out uh, Seattle. That's, I was going to say, that's probably what i go with. Uh, um, the only other one I could think that would be cool, I mean, the, the Raiders and Texas, not to the Texans or anything—but the Raiders playing well is good for the NFL, I think. So, uh, but yeah, I go with Eagles and Seahawks. Would be that. Do you want me to pick the game? Is—is is that it? And if yeah, I, that well, one,
1: I was going to let you do one, and let's say we we'll do one, then we'll close it out.
3: Gotcha. that's um, uh, it. Well, uh, say well, if you want to do Eagles and Seattle that way, I don't have to. Uh, no, I want again. you. I want you to do that because you get in so much trouble doing Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that. I knew that's why. Um, yeah, yeah, that's tough. Seattle Seattle showed me something last week, going to New England and beating New England. And they gave them the recipe uh, in you know when they played in the Super Bowl and Seattle couldn't score from the goal line. Well, they they held the Patriots of scoring right there at the end. When have you seen Brady not, not have a quarterback sneak work? He fumbled the ball. I, I don't know. That was weird. Something was going on. I think Belichick is going to start cheating again because it, it, Seattle showed New England as well as they're playing, and now they got rid of Jamie Collins, and now they're sitting Jabal Sheard. Something's not quite right there. They can be beat, I think Seattle showed they can beat them. Uh, Philadelphia is good. They're right there, but going into Seattle and Russell Wilson getting healthy. Um, and they're getting the other running back uh, Rawls. That's why they got rid of Krista Michael, as you mentioned earlier. I, I, I have to pick the Seahawks. Um, a battle of birds, uh, just like last week, the, the the Eagles played the Falcons, the battle of the birds. And I think this time the uh, the big seagull will will come home to roost on top of the eagle. I go with Seahawks. What do you got, Sable? Thanks for getting me in trouble, by the way. Hey, that's okay. That's what I'm here for. But I don't know <laughs> Cleveland quarterbacks.
2: I think the best game is going to be the Houston uh, Oakland game. Houston six and three, uh, Oakland seven and two. Both of these teams are ahead of us. Um, O'Brien, the head coach of Houston, passes on Derek Carr. He's going to Derek Carr is going to be upset at that. Uh, they got Khalil Mack. I don't know if Cooper's going to be playing. Uh, they're playing at Oakland. Um, Actually, so they're playing, in, Mex- they're playing in Mexico. They're playing in Mexico, Stable. That's a Mexico game. Yeah. Okay, who um, who likes Coronas better out of these two teams? Oakland. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: it's got to gotta be <laughs> Oakland.
3: Yeah. You don't think they have a bunch of Coronas flowing out in the black hole?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So whoever drinks the water... If Houston drinks more water than Gatorade, on <laughs> I think Oakland, Mexico game. Oh, man. So, I'm going to go with Oakland on this one. They'll be um, they do eight and two. Maybe I should go with Houston. Then they'll be seven and three. And we ain't catching either one. Okay, I'm going to go with Oakland in Mexico just because of cars mad at O'Brien for not drafting them. Uh, Khalil Mack is, is a monster. So, I'm going to go with Oakland. Oh, uh, that is
1: some of the best analysis I've ever heard. Um whoever <laughs> yeah. drinks the most coronas is gonna win. I, I love it. Um I, I'm with both of you on these. I I I'll, I'll take Seattle to win it. I'm gonna get in trouble for that one too. Um so I'll be also on my couch, Fred. And I'm gonna take Oakland to win it. <laughs> um, I do know if, if Houston's taking or drinking more water, but they're definitely taking on more water. That's this is a team that is not as good as the record is. Um Osweiler's man, he's one of the biggest free agent busts in recent memory for me, just as for what the money is and what his performance has been. Um, the team is carrying him. It's not the other way around. Um, but with that, I think we're going to close it out before we get kicked off the air anyways for taking up too much time. Any <laughs> last thoughts, guys, before we close it out?
3: Yeah, I'll just uh, I, I have to give a shout out since since James James Harrison is going to be starting. You know he 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 got promoted if you will above Jarvis Jones. That's my mom's favorite player, James Harrison. So I got to give a shout out to my mom because her guy is uh, going to get his uh, record sack for the Steelers this week. So there you go, mom. That's, that's you, Sebo. I um, like to. The-
2: Say my condolences to Robert Vaughn's family, his wife Linda, and his two kids, Caitlin and Cassidy. Like I told you in the beginning, uh, Man from Uncle was my favorite TV series. He was my favorite actor. Uh, Napoleon Solo, the Man from Uncle, was my favorite character. Uh, When one, you know, Clemente died, and now it's Robert Vaughn. Uh, that 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 were the two, you know, besides my parents or something like that dying and everything. That was just my sister passing away. But it's an end of an era for me and everything. Uh, Guy Ritchie made that Mayor from Uncle movie. It was terrible. It wasn't my Napoleon Solo like I told you guys. He worked for the CIA. Napoleon Solo never worked for the CIA, and he was a thief, and just everything was wrong about him. Even the character um, actor to play him, Henry Cavill, Cavill, whatever his name is, wasn't wasn't a good pick. I'd rather had uh, Freddie's favorite actor, Bradley Cooper, play him. But just you know, (laughs) I'm really sorry to the family that he passed away. He was 83, and he was the best actor. He was in The Magnificent Seven too, if you remember that, which was Mm. the best western, in my opinion. So it's a bad day.
1: Yeah. yeah, definitely all of our condolences President. to um to his family with that one. Um yeah. but alright guys, that will do it for this week of Black and Gold NFL recap. Sorry for the absence. I had uh I was sick before, had a wedding to go to, then, then we had scheduling issues. Um uh shout out to the to my cousin who got married, John and his wife Sierra. Um first one of my cousins or, you know, my siblings are going to get married. Um, shout out to him and my—I guess I'll make her my cousin-in-law. I don't—I don't—I don't know what that makes <laughs> her, but congratulations to them both. Um, it was great to see them. Great wedding. Um, that'll do it for this week of the Black and Gold NFL recap. Hopefully next week I will not be sick. I um, will have my smooth voice as usual, and we will talk to you all about a Steelers victory and then being tied for first place in the division. We'll see you all them. Sign off. Later, go. hey, guys.
2: Hey, that's how you got mono oh, when you were at the party, probably. <laughs> <laughs>